welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with the one and only Patches. How are you doing today, Patches? Doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. This is the second time we've hosted you on the Alt Kings podcast. How have things been since last? Well, um, busy is how I'd say in one word. Uh, it's definitely a art to survive the bear market, and I think we are artists. And um, yeah, we're uh, it's ever changing. Web three is a challenge, but I enjoy it. Um, it's not you know show up to work and you know what you're going to be doing today and you know what you do. Uh, it's instead show up to work and you're going to figure out how to make something to make something. So <laughs> now, yeah. as an engineer, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's challenging, but um, especially at HGraph, uh, we've we've been doing some really cool uh, pivots and, and pivoted over to consulting. Uh, so now, if you go to HGraph.io, you can if you're interested in any dev work on Hedera or other, uh, we are here to help you out and get into Web three um, enterprise uh, mainly. But we'll we'll pretty much do any work. Just reach out. Amazing. And, you know, what I've noticed recently with you being engaged within the community and stuff, besides the HCraft Punks collection, as well as Turtle Moon Tools, you've been dabbling a lot in, you know, Bitcoin and Ordinals, as well as AI. And so, you know, I'd love to kind of, you know, start a new journey with you and talk a little more about Ordinals NFTs, Bitcoin NFTs, as well as, you know, AI as well. And so, you know, my first question for you would be simply, you know, tell me more about Ordinals and Bitcoin NFTs. This kind of came out of nowhere this year, and a lot of people didn't necessarily know what to do with it, but it seems as if, you know, you have a very well-rounded understanding of, you know, Bitcoin NFTs as a whole. And so you mind giving me kind of just, you know, a brief summary of ordinals and Bitcoin NFTs? Absolutely. Step one, they're not NFTs. Makes um, sense. <laughs> so like, yeah, non-fungible token um, ordinals, um, why they're called ordinals and not NFTs, uh, at least in, in intrinsically in the community, is because there is no tokenization of that asset. Gotcha. It is the forever inscription of art or data onto Bitcoin using witness data. And uh, then there is a completely separate part. So like Bitcoin transactions. Been here a long time. Why yeah. people know Bitcoin, right? Layer one. It's amazing. Uh, it created all of this. Um, it does not discern what a Satoshi is. It's just not a part of its computing power internally. Sure. Um, but Satoshis are measurements externally to Bitcoin computing to determine how it's the lowest amount that a Bitcoin is discerned. 100 million Satoshis, one Bitcoin. That's the Gotcha. So uh, ordinals is the theory that... If you were to assign Satoshis to Bitcoins and you used first in, first out as a methodology of counting how Satoshis move, now we can kind of use these Satoshis as the who owns it owns that inscription. And so now when you own that Satoshi and you'll pull up your wallet, you'll be able through this uh, indexing that Casey, uh, I think Miner, I don't know how to say his last name, Guy Casey created this kind of, this whole thing, uh, the ordinal theory and then the indexing of it. It started on Excel sheets, right? And then now it's like, it's a it's an actual GitHub and 
they continually develop it out. All that indexer does is look at Bitcoin and discern where Satoshis are based on this this theory of how you could count Satoshis. Um, and what that did, which like that seemed like it's not a crazy thing to do. It's interesting, definitely. Uh, but what it did is it it just like created this spark of innovation where people start pulling the thread on what can you do with this? Like it's not an NFT inscriptions are just data in the blockchain and so innovations are happening this is like kind of what what drew me in right so i'm on hedera i've been there for about two years been That's, building yeah just tons of stuff built on there um the brc20 token thing exploded and i was like what is how do you do a token on brc or on bitcoin and like the answer is you don't um the brc20 tokens are non-fungible tokens you inscribe the data of a of a non-fungible token, and it has in that data, it says what token it is, and it says how much of it is. So on these exchanges, they're selling NFTs that say there's a thousand of a token in that NFT, and then you buy a thousand. But I couldn't sell you one. Or if I did, I would have to pay to inscribe one separately and then send it to you, and then... Uh, it's just, and then the balance, like getting balances of tokens. I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I apologize. So Bitcoin transactions, you can put data on it. It's there forever, theoretically, unless data or unless witness data is removed, but it doesn't look like that's a pause. Um, Ordinals looks at Bitcoin and says, hey, now these things, like the way that I try to translate, like these are kind of bits now. Now you have like bits that you can, you can, push around and, and do computing, or I'm sorry, they push around and do ownership. And then what's building now, and this is like beyond other networks I've seen, uh, it's not that it's impossible, it's just not being done that I've seen. Maybe internet computer is one that is doing it that I'm ignorant to. Um, but they're doing a thing called recursion. And that's this is when I came into Ordinals and what really made me realize that this underlying technology is unique. Um, it's not just NFTs on Bitcoin. Because if it was that, we all know how that game plays out, right? Like, okay, yeah. Look at every other network, and this is what's going to happen. Uh, instead, it's sort of unlocking Bitcoin to be a decentralized database globally, and its method of decentralization in its hash rate and how it functions as transaction network is creating somewhat like an IPFS clone situation where it's like there, uh, and you can pull it down uh, on all of these different nodes. It's not the same because they don't fragment the data but I'm on the different nodes so it's, it's just always there on all of the nodes and then you can reference data to data using something called recursion and so um, when I make an NFT I can reference uh, all of the items of my NFT using recursion so I don't have to actually have any image data in my NFT. It just references the image data, each of the layers and the order they're in, and then mint that and give that to someone. And so the data that they're pushing around is so small, utilizing the method of referencing all of these other things I spent money to upload. And then if you have like a 10,000 high-res collection, whew, that's going to cost you an insane amount on Bitcoin. I, like, I wouldn't even recommend it at any point at this point, like maybe at the beginning, but now it's way too costly. You can upload all of the layers and then you can auto-generate the JSON using recursion and then you can mint all of those 
decreasing your your mint costs on Bitcoin by like eighty to ninety percent, right? Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm going to talk forever. You you stop me. Definitely. So you know, thinking a little deeper into this, you you said a lot of you know technical terms that I'm not necessarily too familiar with, but it started. You know, I was able to connect the dots here and there, and it's starting to make sense. So you know. There's no such thing as Bitcoin NFTs, quote unquote, but you can have, you know, to an extent, some sort of non-fungible token through Ordinal's chain. Does that make sense? Or is am I yeah. still pulling? Yeah. No, you're, that, it makes sense in what I said. So let me do more clarification. And I, I, I'm sorry, I just got off on extremely technical spaces. No worries. So I, was like, I was like diving down into the weeds <laughs> of like consensus. So, um, yeah, let me take a step back. Bitcoin is transactions and where data is stored. Yes. Ordinals is a theory of counting. Indexers use that theory to count Bitcoin. And and you go to an indexer to say, hey, who owns that piece of data on Bitcoin? Like this, whose ownership is that? And the indexer, because it's counting the Satoshis, is saying this Satoshi specifically is owned by that guy. Because again, Bitcoin doesn't understand so externally from that, an indexer is saying, okay, well, in your wallet is this Satoshi, and so this is your NFT. I go to the index, and it tells me that by looking at on and off. So an inscription can basically be anything, really. Yes. Um, I got a whole cool story that I'm going to like break down this cool thing that just happened today. That's amazing. So it's yeah, I'm starting to realize a lot more, because I've never really dabbled into Bitcoin and ordinals as much as you probably have. And uh, I've really seen a lot of your threads on Twitter and stuff, and that's really helped inform me on just a lot of information in that space specifically. Uh, but now I have to ask you, is this, you know, is this sustainable for Bitcoin itself? You know, inscribing all of these, you know, non-fungible tokens in a way, as well as any other inscriptions out there that can be possible, which is relatively anything's possible from what it seems is it sustainable for Bitcoin itself? As it currently stands, if it, if like in two years, it's like, hey, this is the deck. Uh, no, it's like absolutely no way. Um, there's just so much bulk in what's happening. Yeah. But, you know, XRPL has NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a entire transaction mechanism. We've kind of built the exact opposite of Bitcoin, right? Where it's just like super, super, super fast between banks. And... NFTs work there, and it's through adaption of the engineering protocol to then introduce metadata that allows the data to be injected on, you know what I mean? So they, they created NFTs through the market need of better adoption. And so I would I would say, I'm already seeing it, like that's what's happening at Ordinals. Um, right now, there's like four different things that are, that are happening. Like the Boss Network, um, Stacks, I think Alex... And uh, there's another one I just learned about. And then we're, we're also throwing our hat into the ring of like some ideas of, uh, with our voting app um, application nice. and how we, how we facilitated an extremely secure, fast, good user experience vote. Uh, first one ever on Ordinals using Hedera as online technology. Everything's still inscribed on big. Right. Wow. So um, these are being thought about and have to be solidified. If ordinals is to survive from my, um, miners don't and won't just like continually accept giant 
bulk data that's slowing El Salvador's ability to do transactions on the Lightning Network by eight hours, right? It's breaking the use case that for the last decade has been the mantra of, well, I guess that's not even true, right? Storage of value, stop doing small transactions, Lightning Network, that's centralized. You shouldn't do that, but also it's like a country's currency only because Lightning Network it works. So it's like, to me, I feel like you could poke at it, but you have to be like, oh, well, a country used it because of that, so it is a benefit. Um, and so the they're in a unique spot where I don't think the actual people that really are upset about ordinals have too much ability to impact them except going through like a BIP process to remove witness data, but you like need witness data to do transactions, so that's not going to be hard. Yeah, uh, maybe limiting the data that that's possible, uh, or destroying the the way that UTXOs are created, um, which is the method of knowing who bought what where. You know, like when you do a Hedera transaction and it shows the ones that went to the 00.3, 00.4. Yep. Um, so that that's kind of like a UTXO ins and outs, um, and that's how you discern ownership or, or you know that it's needed in the Ordinals protocol to understand where SATs come from. Otherwise, you can't track a sat if you don't know where it came from. Um, so if there was like a malicious attempt to kneecap this thing, I think that's yet to be seen. It's possible. But what I would like to see, and I think the way that this is both sustainable, and in like to people that don't like ordinals, talk to a miner who makes money off of transactions and understand that in a bear market, we were already seeing a pretty big problem with hash rate and functionality and like getting to that point where it's like, it's not even really worth it to run the node, right? So this injection of all of these transactions has lifted the people who need money to make the network exist. So again, arguably, Lightning Network has done something positive where it made a country, allow the country to adopt it as a legal tender, which changes governmental regulations globally. They have to interact with El Salvador and that's their legal tender. And then... Um, Oof, what was the other thing that's also good? Oh, Ordinal is paying for mining. So Ordinals are now not liked by Bitcoin maxis. I don't fully disagree with them about the witness data and the problems, but you can't you can't look at it and say this is a this is a net negative pull. For, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's providing value to the network. And I think my job and other people's jobs at like this ground floor of ordinals right now is how do you help create a sustainable model of both consensus that's trustless, inscription on Bitcoin that's light, and a great user experience? And if we can get that done, Bitcoin maxes won't hate ordinals because it's low hit and you can run anything on a Raspberry Pi. That's what's wanted. Um, ordinals have like the best user experience out of all of the networks because it's using technology today. It's not spending five years to create a great technology. Jeeps forks them. Billion amazing technologies of consensus. Obviously, I'm going to point to Hashgraph. Open source. Beautiful. Yeah. Fork it and use it. Um, and, and so there's there's a there's a pathway to success and there's a pathway to destruction and fire and, and no one cares about ordinals. And it's at a fork and it's not... That's, that's why it's so exciting, I guess. It's like you can impact the trajectory of arguably the biggest... Bitcoin, the biggest L1 ever in their strive to how do you build on Bitcoin. And it's that last part is this, 
and from my ideology. And if you're okay, I'll like go into like the, the voting app from here. Or if you have another question, I can I was just going to mention, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, ordinals are almost surpassing Ethereum NFTs in daily volume. And I think that's a, you know, a big step in the right direction for, you know, onboarding more people to the ordinals network and integrating and utilizing Bitcoin as a whole a lot more transactional and a lot, just a lot more daily from what it seems. I mean, there's, you know, they're in the, they're in $10 million daily in transaction volume. And that says a lot about the community backing ordinals at this moment in time. And what 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 really just kind of throws, you know, a question into my head is kind of like, like I said, is it sustainable? One, but like you mentioned, you have no clue to an extent, of course, because it kind of goes both ways. Like you said, we're in a fork at this moment in time. And it really depends on what direction we decide to go and what direction you know the community as a whole decides to take ordinals as well as you know the miners mining bitcoin on a daily monthly yearly basis and so it's so it's really just it's i guess it'd be you know it's just it's a timestamp in world history i guess one would put it as if it is very exciting and i guess it's something that's very engaging for everybody in the bear market to really interact with and you know, learn something new, I guess one would put it. To, to, so I've been talking about this. I mean, obviously, I'm the biggest person in Hedera who's like all in on order. Uh, now, nah, I guess. Yeah. Henry is is the champion. Henry pulled me over there. And it was essentially like, look at this. You know, like, like this is yeah. cool. And he showed me how to do my inscription. I did my inscription of my PFP around 300,000 uh, inscriptions. Now it's past like 15 million, I think. So we're around there. Um, so he got me in early, so I was looking and kind of like poking around at it. But the other thing that really drew me in, so it's not like volume is volume. You can find that anywhere. Um, it's interesting, but it's okay. Um, but what really drew me in was that I have networked and made connections with amazing builders from Kronos, Cardano, Solana, uh, like you name a chain. Um, and I'm talking to them, like definitely Ethereum. Uh, XRP, you know, yep. like Expector is bridging over into Ordinals and they're doing the bitmap stuff. Like, so going to Ordinals, I would encourage, and I've done this in spaces on Hedera, and I, I'd say it anytime I can, like, you don't have to, I don't like this analogy because it makes it Kool-Aid, but you don't have to go to the party and drink the Kool-Aid to talk to everyone that's at the party. Just go to the party with a cup of water and talk to people and network and understand and the amount of learning I've done just from other people doing things away in their learnings. Like, it's just like, it's, it's knowledge sharing at this base level. And it's a very rare moment where everyone's in the same room talking about the same thing. Yeah. And so I don't have to explain what Hedera is, help them set up a wallet, have them go through all of this hopes and then tell them what the consensus mechanism is. We already talk because we have something that's combining us, which is ordinals. We're talking about ordinals. Yeah. And then they'll just go, oh, yeah, well, we did that when we were on our chain and blah, 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 blah. I'll be like, oh, yeah, on Hedera, we did what you're talking about. And there was an entire marketplace called GoMate. And I wouldn't recommend doing that. I would recommend trying to find some other method of creating a, a non-fungible token that has a token assassin. So, like, just engage the space. You do not have to buy Bitcoin. You do not have to get a wallet. You do not have to buy NFTs. But showing up 
is going to do a really good amount of networking for your network, whether it be Solana or Dara or SOP, to bridge gaps and to have friends that are like, I guess it's like what we tried to do in the pool. And it's impossible because there's just like everyone's selling their NFTs and it's just like, you're going to be rich, rich, rich. It's like, no, no, God. And now it's just like, okay, if you're here, you're here. Yep. If you're cool, you're cool. And you're just in a room in uh, the Ornals room and just chatting with everybody. So, way too many words to describe. Like, use it as how a- early is your inscription? What's the earliest inscription that you may have? Me? Yeah. 326,263 or something. It's the same what's years. What's the earliest inscription that you know of from somebody else? Um,. Hangry was in it so early, but I don't yeah. know how early. Yeah, it makes sense. I would just look at I'll look up Hangry. <laughs> yeah, it's probably four 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 something at least. Yeah. Uh but I think that's great. And like you mentioned, you know, you're getting, you know, a collective community from all of these chains going and funneling themselves into one space trying to learn everything about, you know, like you said, the most popular layer one to existence. And that alone is one, a great networking opportunity to learn from many great builders, but two, you're going to learn more about other chains and learn new ideas that you could also possibly bring back to the main chain that you initially, you know, were building out on originally. Say it was Kronos, say it was Adara, say it was XRP. It just depends because there's a lot of things that are being built out on Hedera that I guarantee you aren't being built out on XRP. And vice versa goes for many other chains out there. And so it really comes back down to, you know, building those relationships and simply just asking questions about people who have the same like-minded interests as yourself. But one thing I saw today prior to this podcast was, uh, you know, you tweeted out about the coolest NFT, or sorry, the co- coolest Ordinals collection on Bitcoin. You mind uh, telling me more about this? I mean, I know that from what you said, there's no Twitter, no Discord. No project owner, really. Only communicating through inscriptions. How does this really work? Yeah, so... um, Very cool. It is a creator who is fully utilizing the recursion aspect. And so, um, the the one trend that's happening in Ordinals is essentially everyone's making websites. Put it plainly. You make an HTML site. Uh, and then you run 3JS as a 3D model, or you run JavaScript libraries as a model, and you interact with them. Because all wallets and all websites have a browser, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. you, you, I guess like not mobile, maybe, but that's 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 what's been happening. And so I love it because I actually come from um, I, like the HTML5 was like my foundation of when I got into engineering. So like HTML5 Canvas is my my jam. Uh, and so, like, people are using it to build these unique things. And what this creator does, who has no name, um, is he used recursion to build uh, art that is the algorithm of math. And so, uh, what you do is you go up and you see the art, and there's just dots going on the pages, and they're going in these weird movements. If you look at one minute, then there's a final object that you see. And you can see the art. But it, uh, as an engineer, I looked at the metadata. And the art actually references math equations written by people that are of physics. 
And the depiction of the art is the visual depiction of how objects use this physics algorithm. Wow. And so you're looking at how the world works through physics equations yeah. through art. It's that's, so cool. That's insane. And then wow. like and then say like no one knows who it is. Yeah. All of them are minted on rare sats that if added up at like market value today are around two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. They've sold none of them. They didn't they didn't do a tweet or anything. And then they're only communicating through inscriptions. So they'll inscribe something and people have to find it and then they see what he's saying or her. Um so to me, that's this is just like the coolest project of all time because as you build art, they also like they call out the scientists, they have references that go to like to learn about the algorithm. You're also like immutably saving really important physics knowledge to big ball. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, you're you're basically saving history to an extent, right. you know. You're inscribing it into Bitcoin and it's forever gonna be there. <laughs>